Welcome to the QNS Podcast. Here at the show, we take a look back at a week's worth of Queen's news. I'm Jacob Kay. And I'm Angelica Acevedo. Today on the show, Melinda Katz has a plan for gun violence. Progressive Democrats take on the Queen's machine from within. A borough president hopeful addresses accessibility issues in the subway. And Bernie is back, and also in Queens. It's Monday, October 28th. Let's burrow in. Okay, so she's not Queens District Attorney yet, but Melinda Katz has a plan. As Queens experiences a spike in shooting victims, Katz says that when the title's hers, she's going to use the office to send that trend in the opposite direction. The Queens Democrat wants to make the DA's office more of a community partner. She's going to use some of the money the office has to fund local organizations, ones that provide services like job training or mentorship programs or drug treatment programs. Katz said that the main part of the plan is designed to help prevent crime and not prosecute it. There has to be an infrastructure of support that is left, a community that is left, organizations that are left, so that there are continuous places for our folks to turn to to try and prevent gun violence. But with that being said, Katz also mentioned that her approach would include longer sentences for gun traffickers and increased training for law enforcement. And at the same time that we work to prevent gun violence, and at the same time that we make sure there isn't a market for guns, and at the same time that we make sure that our young people know there's a better path and a better choice in life, we need to make sure that we go after gun traffickers who are selling guns to our children here. While presenting the plan, Katz did not make mention of how she would prosecute gun possession, which is a whole other issue entirely. Over in Brooklyn, DA Eric Gonzalez has made use of something called diversion programs. And these are programs that permit certain offenders to first plead guilty and then to join a community program instead of going to jail. QNS reached out and asked Katz if she supports diversion programs, and she said that she really was a true believer in them. She did note, though, that the main problem facing the DA's office is, again, gun trafficking and not gun possession. When the brand new, sparkling, and sunny $40 million Hunters Point Library opened up this September, Queens celebrated. It's a fresh, ambitious building that adds even more intrigue to an already blooming Queens skyscape. Even I've been down there. It's super pretty. It took more than 10 years to build it, but its architects missed one major thing. The library is not accessible. And it's not just the library. Councilman Costa Constantinides has taken notice of this lack of accessibility in the borough. And now that he's running for borough president, remember Melinda Katz is likely to become the next DA, Constantinides has a plan. I mean, I think that we should be talking about these issues in a larger way. We should be making sure city capital projects are being funded with accessibility in mind. Instead of going back and retrofitting things like the subway stations or buildings, he says we ought to be thinking about these things before we build them. Constantinides' biggest target is the MTA. We should be holding the MTA accountable. A majority of the transit authority stations are not accessible, and even those which are often have broken or dirty elevators. Over the past few years, the MTA rehabilitated stations all along the N and W line in Astoria. Only one of the five rehabilitated stations got an elevator. Progressive Democrats are looking to take on the Queen's Democratic machine from within. The New Reformers, that's a reform-minded pack, is taking this charge head-on. Their plan is simple, raise a ton of money and get progressives elected to district leader spots. Those are positions within the Democratic Party in New York. They held a fundraiser last week, and reporter Max Parrott was there. 
and now he's here. Thanks for sitting down with us, Max. No problem. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us about what the fundraiser was like? Sure. So it was at Cobblestone's Pub in Kew Gardens. Um, It was packed. It was hot. Um, There wasn't a lot of space to get around. There was a lot of energy. So what are the goals of the New Reformers? So the New Reformers pack, um, their specific goal is um, on district leader. Um, They want to elect a, um, I mean, 72 new new district leaders across the borough. So this is a a hyper-local Democratic Party uh, position where you are elected, you need to get a certain number of uh, signatures in order to run. I think it's like 500. Um, And then you're basically the, uh, you know, the liaison between the political leadership and electeds and um, the constituents who are part of your assembly district. What makes district leaders such an important position? So one thing that they do is um, they vote for the chair of the county Democratic Party, which now, um, as of this year, is um, Congressman Greg Meeks. And before that, it was Joseph Crowley, uh, before Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez unseated him. Um, So that unseated his uh, seat in Congress, and then they, you know, subsequently elected um, Greg Meeks as as the county leadership. I I think uh, Crowley is still a district leader. Crowley is still a district leader. And so uh, this is the case with a lot of folks who are not, they were former electeds. Um, There's there's a number of, of those as well. Um, it's not just people who are currently elected, but I mean the 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 new reformers things they really they I I think one reason is that um, you just have a lot more you ha- you get a lot more press if you're an elected official um, you have just a, a you know a line to the media in which normal people don't um, the other reason is you know they had they they have a much easier time fundraising. Um, and then I, I met one guy, uh, Manny uh, Martinez, who is the, the president of the residential um, council at, at the South Jamaica houses, who said that, you know, he, he basically, he doesn't see elected officials around his, um, his building in the same way that he does neighbors. You know, when you, when you get elected to office, you have to be in Albany, at city council, in Washington, but, you know, what you, where you need to be as a district leader, he said, was uh, in the neighborhood. And what do um, elected officials think of this progressive push? I don't know. I don't really know how seriously the um, elected officials are taking this. I mean, okay, so you basically, what you see now is there are a number of district leaders who are elected officials who have taken notice and are not organizing against them, but are agreeing with the new reformers. Okay. So that's that's Costa Constantinides, Andrew Hevesy, Assemblyman Andrew Hevesy. They have publicly announced that they're not going to run for district leader um, in the next election because they think that they, you know, they agree that the party, the county party needs to be injected with new blood and new energy. Thanks so much, Max. No problem. 
Senator Bernie Sanders is back on the campaign trail. And to celebrate the occasion, the Brooklyn native held a rally in Long Island City on Saturday, October 19th. More than 20,000 people showed up to Queensbridge Park to give their support to Sanders, who, weeks earlier, suffered a health setback that kept him at home. I am more than ready to assume the office of President of the United States. But one of those people in attendance was a little more important than the rest. We're talking, of course, about Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who officially endorsed Sanders at the rally. It wasn't until I heard of a man by the name of Bernie Sanders that I began to question and assert and recognize my inherent value as a human being that deserves health care, housing, education, and a living wage. Before Ocasio-Cortez became the national political star she is today, she was a volunteer on Bernie's 2016 presidential campaign. Sanders hit all his points at the rally. He talked about Medicare for all, taxing the rich, and providing free higher education. He also threw his support behind Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal, the environmental plan the young congresswoman has made her signature issue. Sanders is one of the few Democratic nominee hopefuls to hold a rally in New York. Looking for something to do this week? We got you covered. That white sheet you use every year for your ghost costume is getting very raggedy. And you, yeah, you, that guy that just puts on a Mets jersey and says you're David Wright, that's not a good costume, bro. Head over to the Queens Public Library in Ridgewood on Wednesday, October 30th at 3 p.m. to craft a new costume and step your game up a little bit. Admission is free. The Halloween celebration continues at the Bohemian Beer Garden on Friday, November 1st. Come by for some quiet clubbing in your costume. No need for the spookiness to be confined to one day. The event starts at 10 p.m. and goes until 2 a.m. Admission is $20. Ride a pony, ride some hay, pet a frog, feed a pig. You don't have to do all of those things in that order, but you can do it all at the Queens County Farm Museum on Saturday, November 2nd, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is $15. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Head to QNS.com to get more Queens news. This episode was produced by Jacob K., co-written and co-hosted by Jacob K. and me, Angelica Acevedo. Our reporters are Jenna Bacall, Emily Davenport, Carlotta Mohammed, Bill Perry, Max Parrott, and me. Our editor is Zach Goel. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is brought to you by Schneps Media. See you next week.